coach. Thanks for tuning in to another week. Download us, subscribing, and sharing the show. This is the Live Life Progressive Podcast. Sincere Hogan, that's me. Mike Mahler on the other line after a very extensive vacation, man. I'm trying to get back into the groove. You know, yeah. 10 day road trip, man. I'm just kind of like, okay, where's the mic for the show? Um, where's the plug in? <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> yeah, figure everything out again, yeah, man. Exactly. We haven't recorded in a while, so it, it feels like. It yeah, feels thanks like to those great guests, you know, <laughs> <laughs> those great guests that didn't show up, you know. Yeah, Thank we you. Had three, three guests flake in a row. Fortunately, we had so many episodes in the back drawer that we were able to just pull from that so we didn't miss a beat, but that, that was funny. You did say back drawer. You said back drawer, right? Not back door, right? <laughs> No, back drawer. Okay. <laughs> okay, just making sure. <laughs> yeah, we pulled we pulled several episodes out of Sincere's back door, <laughs> and they were all crap, man. So seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why we haven't released any of them. <laughs> when we don't when we don't have a good guest, there's no obligation to actually air that episode. We just bury that sucker. <laughs> Some people go, "When's that's that right. episode coming out?" Never. It's my five that's right. no, five minutes past. Never, buddy. When it's a it's a bad episode, but the uh, the you, you don't have the heart to tell the person during the right, episode right. it's a bad episode. So you're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna release this at some point in the future. <laughs> Darn it, just just you wait. No, nah, we don't even do that, man. We're like, nah, it's not coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we don't even tease them that way, man. Yeah, we've only had that happen once. We've had a few episodes that were borderline where we're going, eh, I don't know about that one, but they ended up doing okay. They were received pretty well. But there was one episode where we both we didn't even have to have a conversation about it right after we recorded it. We were both wrong. Man, it, it felt like bad, like right after bad sex when you just kind of look at the scene like, what did I just do? I've done, that, I've done that before with interviews where I'll put them as like an addendum to a podcast. I'll be like, and hey, if you want to stick around for more, a little, little after the bell, just in case you have an extra half hour to kill. It's like a DVD, the bonus footage. Exactly. So that's bonus. So if it's not that's any good, exactly. no one cares. It's a bonus. Right. That's exactly right. what it is. Yeah, exactly. So in case you guys are wondering who that third voice is, that's Ben Greenfield, and he's the author of Beyond Training, Mastering Endurance, Health, and Life. And he's been on the show before, a great guest. Mastering Endurance, Health, and Life. So I think I think I feel a life coaching edition going on there. Or you're building a cult. Is that what's going on? You know, it, it's actually kind of funny. Like the I'm I'm not like, you know, seventy years old like you guys or anything like that. But it's <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the 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 older I get, the more I find that I do actually have a little bit more of an attraction towards like not just the the anti aging stuff, you know, everything from like, you know, topicals you could put on your your skin to reduce wrinkles uh, to you know, methods that, that you can use. Like one I recently found was, was visiting a sauna more than once a week. Some new study out of Finland found that visiting a sauna more than once a week actually had an anti-aging effect. But I've also found that just like life in general, in terms of like relationship, spirituality, you know, even things like, you know, meditation and breath control and, you know, all these things have become more, more attractive to me, honestly, like in the past decade, stuff I thought, you know, a decade ago would have been woo woo. You know, yeah. now I find myself doing every morning. So, right. Yep. You know, restoration was something I never cared about until I probably hit 35 or so. Not that that's old, but it was that that's after years and years of accumulated training, you start realizing the importance of restoration. And then into 40s, it starts becoming critical, it starts becoming yeah. half of the equation. So, if you put in four hard workouts, you want to do four restoration type activities sauna, jacuzzi, meditation making sure the sleep is optimal, but that's not enough. You want to go beyond that. Have you ever tried float floating or sensory deprivation therapy? Yeah, I've done sense that, but I actually, I haven't done any, um, any nutraceuticals or any psychoactive compounds like THC beforehand. Um, <laughs> well, that makes it more fun. From what, uh, from what I've heard. Well, yeah, and that's, yeah, yeah, from what I've heard exactly. Like, you know, it, it's one of those things where that the people who have told me to go do float tanks have definitely told me that, that it's better when you're actually on something that, that basically spins your creative dials or, or turns them up a little bit louder. So, you know, when I've done float tanks, I actually, I've gotten a little bit bored. You know, the longest I've stayed in one was 90 minutes, and I haven't really had any any big breakthroughs from a, from a creativity. Just do it or once? A, How many times have you done it? 
I've done it three times, and okay. every time was was down in Austin at their uh, float tank experience down there. I, forget, I think it's oh, called okay, like yeah. float spas or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually I'm I'm gonna be back down in Austin. I hope I hope the TSA isn't listening to this episode. I'm gonna be back down in Austin later on in Washington. Uh, marijuana is totally legal, so I'm thinking about just like taking a couple edibles down there and. You oh, know, you don't have to just, take them, man. Just, so I can tell you yeah. from so I live yeah. here in Texas. I can tell you, you don't have to take anything to Austin uh-huh. of that. You can find it. All right, we'll talk afterwards. Yes. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll hook you up, man. I got some in my backyard. Just <laughs> <laughs> call my boy no, Ray Ray, uh, man. You'll be good. <laughs> no, the sensory deprivation. I've done it four times, right? Mm-hmm. My my experience. First of all, the there's a place in Vegas called Go Float Yourself, which is a great business name <laughs> for it, and mm-hmm. it's it's right yeah. next to a movie theater, so there's tons of traffic coming in and out. So whoever started that place very sharp that was a very sharp move and they do a great job there they have a great staff very clean place but what's hilarious is when you're filling out the waiver and the waiver says look if you defecate in the tank you have to pay us 800 bucks to clean it now i'm sitting there reading that going look if someone defecates in that tank they better buy you guys a new one i don't care how many times you clean that sucker you know? oh that'd be just horrible to be in a float tank and all of a sudden oh you know, man little, little floater <laughs> brush up all, against your leg but what sucks is it's dark in there so it's like you just when they open it up and there's your little buddy just floating next to you like hey man like you didn't even realize what did it you're so relaxed in there you wake up you're like uh-oh then you have to go tell the staff. Yeah. Freaking Mr. Hanky floating next to you. Is this a creative breakthrough I'm having, or is that actually <laughs> crap floating? <laughs> no, but the, the float tank, I mean, it's a really interesting experience. It's hard to describe to someone who hasn't done it. So I get it now when people people used to tell me that before I had done it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, right, right. Now that I've done it, I'm like, okay, I kind of get it. And what's funny is this place has a... Has a has a place where you can have some tea and talk to other people that have done the chamber. And when I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, right. I'm going to talk to a bunch of strangers about this. I'm out the <laughs> door, man. I got things to do." But after the first time after I did it, you wanted to talk to somebody about it <laughs> because it was it was such a strange sensation. You wanted to hear what other people had to say about it. But the first time, and I'm going to try to describe this to people who don't know what we're talking about. You go inside this pod, which looks like something you would launch out of a spaceship, right? Like something you would see in Star Trek. Like Mork's house from Mork to Mork. Yeah, exactly. It's just like that, sincere, exactly. And then you have the option of shutting this thing closed so that you're completely encapsulated in there, or you can keep it open. So if you're someone who just gets just paranoid and hyper, you're, you're just scared of being in, just locked in and so forth, and then you, you can keep the pod open. So anyway, I don't have that issue, so I shut it. And then you have the option where you're basically inside water that's your body temperature. So after a while, it feels warm when you first get in, but then you don't feel it after a while. And that's one of the points here. And then you have a light on or you can take it off. So I kept the light on for a little while. I'm floating in it because it has about 900 pounds, 1,000 grams of Epsom salt, so magnesium. So that in the water allows you to basically float effortlessly. You don't have to swim. Some people are paranoid going, well, what if I can't swim? I go, well, first of all, it's, it's only about six inches of water. But second of all, you're not you're, – even if you're, – you're floating whether you like it or not. It's effortless. It's kind of a cool sensation actually. And once, you, once you turn the light off and it's pitch black in there, and there's music or no music. Initially, I listened to the music because it was it was too quiet initially. When I turned the lights off and the music, you're like, whoa, this is this is crazy. It's a little bit disconcerting. So I turned the music back on, which is similar to what you would hear if you got a massage. And then you have this sensation, though, at least I did, that you're just floating through space because it's yeah. pitch black in there. I mean, you can't see a thing. So basically, it's like going back to the beginning. It's like being in the womb again, basically, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's how some people describe it, like being back in the womb. Now, I don't remember being in the so womb. Last time I was in the womb, I wasn't floating, man. <laughs> they keep the temperature in those like 93, 94 degrees, too, which is exactly what your skin temp is at. So you okay. that's that's one of the reasons that you feel like you're floating is right. it's hard to differentiate between where yes. the, your, yeah. your skin ends and the water starts. Right. And it felt... It, to sound morbid, it wasn't morbid or depressing, but it almost felt like maybe this is what death feels yeah, like. Yeah, the other just side. floating off. All your senses are gone. You can't see anything, and you're just floating into the abyss. That was one of the sensations I got. Now, I, I didn't get bored in there, but 
you start wondering – I mean when you're in there at first, it's hard to quiet down your thoughts. And then you start thinking, OK, what am I supposed to do in here? You start stretching around. You, know, you, start, you start doing some mobility work. You know? <laughs> Trying not to poop. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That was like one of my fears because when I read the waiver, I was like, why is that on there? Is this something that happens? Well, you know, I mean that's, that's like one of the things involuntary that, response? That's one of the things people will recommend for constipation. Is I was about to say, some salts exactly. Yeah, I was about to say the magnesium I think would actually like probably yeah. help you release one. While you're in there, it's probably was yeah, a I would say, skin, I would say no, don't, uh, yeah, don't drink skin. the water. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Don't, yeah, don't do that after like, like having a Chinese buffet and then go do a, you know, sensory <laughs> deprivation. Yeah, don't you know, one of the things, um, because that stuff will burn. <laughs> I have a, a 900 gallon, uh, it's not a tank, it's more like an above ground, it's it's one of these aqua fitness pools that, that generates these currents that you can swim against. But I live out in the middle of the forest and there's not any water out here, so I had a big crane come up and drop that thing out in the middle of the trees and i keep that cold so i keep that at about 60 degrees and i go out there once a week on wednesdays and it, it's it's a similar like water in general is relaxing what i do is i get in there and i'll hold my breath you kind of get you have to get into this quasi meditative state to kind of be able to handle the cold water and then keep your breath held for a long period of time and I'll just do breath hold repeats back and forth. And I'll do like 10 rounds of just holding my breath as long as possible, swimming back and forth. And I get that same relaxing effect. And you do kind of go inside your head when you're just swimming around underwater, holding your breath. Um, and, and for me, that's kind of like my, my fix every week. And then I get the, you know, the whole cold thermogenesis, brown fat tissue, you know, right. response as well, which is kind of right. cool. Uh, but that's, that's what I've been doing. No, but the sensory chamber, when I'm in there, I started thinking about people that are just addicted to social media, for example, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I go, they are going to lose their fucking oh, mind gosh. in here. They are, that's going to be the longest hour of their life. Well, these are the same people that can't even meditate for 10 minutes, man. You yeah. tell them, you know, yeah. just, I, I can't meditate. I can't, or you tell them to try yoga. Well, I can't relax. I'm like, dude, what do you mean? You just can't stop doing something for five minutes. <laughs> what, 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 what am I supposed to do? What, what I do when I meditate? What am I supposed to do when I meditate? Nothing. Well, how do you do that? <laughs> it's like, just do what you do when you're on Facebook. Nothing. That's what people talk about the flow chamber. They're like, oh, is there a TV in there? Or, or, you know, can, can you play your own music? Can you listen to, an, can you listen to the podcast in there? I go, Look, no, man, you're not going to go inside the tank and start playing Call of Duty or something. Come on, man. You're trying to make sure you don't duty inside the damn tank. Like, can Come my on. girlfriend listen there with me? It's like, I don't know, but that, that's, a, that's a separate discussion. That, that could be fun, too. So yeah. I'm not going to make fun of that too much. But no, that's not the point of this. But what, what's, I mean, what happened to me the first time is, it was, it was more just getting used to it. But after a while, I really relaxed in there. And when I came out of it, I felt really light, euphoric. <laughs> it's almost like you couldn't stop smiling. You just felt really mm. light and euphoric. You felt good. So I, I was really hungry to do it again. So I actually went back the next day and did it one more time. So I didn't feel like I got the full experience because I was just getting used to each, each step here. So this time I was able to go in, shut off the light completely. Turning the music off was still a little bit disconcerting for me. It just felt... It, it, it just felt kind of creepy. So I kept the music on for just comfort. The third time I went, I shut the music off. So now it's completely black. No issues. Now I'm getting used to it. I'm comfortable in there. And it's it's pretty strange because the only thing you can hear now is your heart beating. Mm. And then you're just alone with your thoughts. And I think that right there is what scares a lot of people because mm -hmm. a lot of people like to distract themselves in life. They Like what Sincere said, they, what am I supposed to do? Because they're, if, they're, if they're not watching TV, they're on Facebook. If they're not on Facebook, they're on their phone. Or they're calling friends. Or they're texting. Or they're reading a book. But most people are constantly distracting themselves. And this takes away all of that, especially the more you do it, the more you get really deep into your thoughts. And you start thinking about things that you haven't thought about in years. Like, why am I thinking about that person? I haven't thought about him or her in 20 years. So just a lot of strange things start coming through. But around the fourth time, I found that I was able to go in there and get to that blank state a lot faster where the hour actually went by really fast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they say the people that that say that they don't have the time to do it, they can't do it are the people that need to. Be yeah. Busy. yeah those, they need yeah, the most stuff like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, like even with my kids now, I've been doing this box breathing thing. I don't know if you guys have done much box breathing. I, I, uh, I do a lot of (laughs) No, box breathing, not blowing, Mike. Okay. (laughs) Box breathing, you want to talk about something that's marketable. (laughs) Exactly. Um, no, but basically I I learned this from, uh, from the Navy SEAL commander, Mark Devine, when I was down in, in Encinitas and he does this thing before his big Big workouts and his workouts are just they're they're um they're stupid long they're like these two to three hour long suffer fest workouts every single day he calls them the, the seal fit wads but he does this box breathing where he'll, he'll do four count in four count hold four count out oh yeah four count hold before each workout huh. after you've kind of read through the workout on the whiteboard and he'll he'll visualize the workout as as he's sitting there doing the box breathing and i've actually found that to be just like a a quick like entry level way to get people into sitting still and being comfortable with being alone with your thoughts is to do it right before the workout to mm. do the box breathing and i actually do that with my kids now so i have this i use an, an app it's called the, the pranayama app and mm-hmm. it allows you to it's kind of a cool app it lets you um, program in how long you want to breathe in, how long you want to breathe out, and then if you want to hold the breath. So you could just do like if you wanted to, you could do like whatever, an <clears throat> eight-count inhale and an eight-count exhale, or you could do a four-count in, four-count hold, four-count out, four-count hold, whatever you want to do. With my kids, I do two in, two hold, two out, and two hold. And I play that on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We drive to tennis. So I play it for them as we're going to tennis, and I teach them how to kind of like – focus on imagining themselves swinging the racket and, you know, imagine themselves hitting the ball over the net. But the whole time they're practicing that breathing. And we also do a weight training workout. Now on Mondays and Fridays, I take them into the gym and we sit there cross-legged in the gym, the three of us, we hold hands and we, we just basically got, it's, it looks kind of dumb because we're just sitting around a phone. It looks like we're worshiping <laughs> the iPhone, but it's just, it, you know, it, it, it gives you these chimes that help to cue you into the box breathing. And we just do this box breathing for five minutes before the workout. And it's a really, really simple way to just kind of get your mind quiet before huh. you, you start, you know, you start your workout or whatever other stressful thing you're going to be doing. But that's one that I really like is the box yeah. breathing. Yeah. It's funny. Um, I, I brought up, I actually mentioned something similar to that. And uh, when I did my chapter in the wellness code to kind of help people who always say that they can't meditate or they don't know where to start. And I pretty much use that same similar like technique with that pretty much to have them focus on their breathing by, you know, doing a four count inhale and then hold for two counts and then to exhale for four counts and to do that over and over and over. What Number one, that, that helps them to focus on something because there are some people, especially a type personalities, they need to have something to do so that was a way of having them do something without them doing something you know if you just tell someone to focus on your breath they kind of look at you kind of like well what are you talking about man again they they think it's kind of woo woo or it's just not even possible but when you start throwing in that number like that and and then what they're really focusing on they think they're they're working on a number and focus on that number but they're actually really focusing on their breath but it's kind of a good way of tricking them into doing that and quite a few people when they did that technique they're like dude I finally found a way I can meditate now. I didn't even feel like I was meditating, but I totally, even though I was, you know, doing the count, eventually it's like I don't even hear the number in my head anymore. And next thing I know, 30 minutes have gone by, 45 minutes have gone by, and it's like, wow, that actually worked. And something similar to that, um, in kettlebell sport, one of the world champions, Arsini, uh, I can, I'll, I'll, I'll always butcher his last name, but basically he used that same type technique also with running as a way of finishing up your kettlebell sport training. So instead of just doing just typical go run for an hour or something like that, what he would have his students do, and one of the techniques he taught us as coaches, is like for 30 minutes, instead of just focusing on running, you know, a 3K or running, you know, five kilometers or something like that, what he would have you do is to really, is to pretty much run about, let's say in the beginning for some people, because if they're not good runners or something like that, run for about 10 steps, you know, while you're inhaling. So, and then, so, and then just hold your breath for about five steps and then exhale for about five, for four steps or something like that. And continue to do this over and over and over. He said, eventually what you want to do is to be able to take 30 steps as you inhale and then, and take about 30 steps as you exhale. And what that ends up doing it's also it's a great technique for the fact A it gives you a good pace. Next thing you know, you're running much farther than you probably ever imagined you could. And also what it also does is when you're running one thing about me when I'm running a long distance, I kind of feel like those people we talk about in the pods. You know, they're kind of sitting there like, okay, what do I do with my brain, blah, 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 blah. 
while I'm running for a distance like that, man, all I'm thinking about is when is this going to be over? Why am I running so far? Why am I doing this on purpose? It's not like someone's after me. This doesn't make any damn sense, you know, or something like that. It's like I'm a sprinter. I'm not a long-distance runner, so why am I even doing this to myself? All kinds of things. So basically I would say, you know what, just go run sprints and go back home. All those things go through your head. But when you're doing this, it keeps you in the moment. And what it's also doing is also building your lung capacity. It's really building yep. your lung capacity. It's also keeping you very relaxed, keeping your blood pressure level, because a lot of times people kind of like just stomp the ground and kind of huff and puff through their mouth. And a lot of times, you know, I try to tell some folks, you know, when you're running to try to, you know, inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth, sometimes they just can't do that. So this yep. also kind of helps them with it. Because one thing about when you're just doing panic breathing, where you're breathing, you're exhaling and inhaling through your mouth, you know, again, that fight or flight mechanism kicks in and your heart rate is up. And a lot of times people can't run for a long distance with that because they're panicking. They feel like they are being chased by, you know, Jason Voorhees or something like that going through the woods or something. <laughs> so, you know, it also helps with that. So, yeah, man, it's, it's funny that it's just in different in different areas, these same techniques work doing the same yeah. thing right here, whether it's meditating yeah. when you're trying to relax and forget everything, when you're trying to build cardio endurance or when you're actually just prepping your mind for an intense workout. Same techniques, same techniques. Yeah, that sympathetic nervous system activation is something that, you know, too much of it is definitely something that can induce too much of a cortisol response right. when, you're, yeah. when you're exercising. It's, you know, a lot of people just like bounce around like freaking Muppets, you know, whether in the, in the gym or out working out. And if you watch them breathe, a big part of that is related to breathing patterns. I mean, if you've ever tried to do even something as simple as like a set of deads, right, mm -hmm. and you just try something like a breath out as you lift and then a breath in as you set the bar down or as you release the bar um it, it it's it's hard to engage in that type of rhythmic breathing pattern and the mm. same is true when you're running to even do uh, you know like like you you had mentioned my book earlier mike there's a section in my yeah. book where i talk about how to how to turn running into a meditation practice right. and one mm -hmm. of the things that i talk about is rhythmic breathing and there there are a couple of books that kind of influenced my writings on this one is called running on air and that one's written by Bud Coates. And it's about how to – you go to a track and you train yourself how to do a, a few different breathing patterns. So rather than using your heart rate or your speed or a GPS or something like that to dictate your pace, you let your breath dictate your pace. So like mm -hmm. an easy run would be uh, a one inhale for three steps and then one exhale for two steps. Yeah. So it's like one, two, three on the inhale, one, two on the exhale. And then as you start running harder and harder, you get to a one, two on the inhale, one on the exhale, one, two on the inhale, one on the exhale. And so you actually set up specific foot strike patterns based on your breathing so that when you would go out and run, you're not tied to a heart rate monitor or anything like that. Right. And your breath kind of drives your pace. And it's, it, it gets almost like you get into like this trance-like state. It's really interesting. And then there's another book called Body, Mind, Sport by John Duyard. And he's, mm. a, he's a medical practitioner in Boulder, Colorado. And the, the whole book is really good. He's, he's big into like Ayurvedic medicine and body typing and stuff like that. But he's also into breathing. And one of the things that he gets into is how when you're breathing through your nose – what happens is that the baroreceptors in your chest that get activated when you're doing chest breathing and cause a cortisol release when that happens, those don't get activated when you're doing nasal breathing. And in addition to that, you get this flow of air through what are called turbines in your nose, and that helps to, it helps to humidify the air and helps to oxygenate the air a little bit better once it gets into your lungs. Mm -hmm. And so when you do this deep nasal breathing, you're getting a simultaneous better oxygenation and decreased cortisol. And so what I found is when you do this rhythmic breathing, but then you also try to breathe through your nose when you're doing a run or when you're in the weight room, you get into this meditative state and you'll yeah. finish up a workout and feel like you just did a, you know, a freaking yoga session yeah. or, you know, maybe you just got out of a float tank or something like that. But it's, <laughs> right. it's really cool to play with breath and you yeah. can, um, you can quantify this too. There are apps. Have you guys done much with like heart rate variability apps? I haven't. Have you? No, sincere? no, not at all. Yeah, so basically, I mean, you, you've got the, the two different branches of your of your nervous system, right? Like your, your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous system. And these two branches of the nervous system, they feed into your heart via the vagus nerve. The mm -hmm. vagus nerve is, is what's actually stimulating the, the pacemaker cells in the heart. And when you have good feedback, good input from both the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous mm -hmm. system branches – 
you get this slight variability between the the beat to beat fluctuation in your heart so so for every beat you should have just like this slight little difference in milliseconds as your heart adjusts to feedback from your nervous system and that's called a high heart rate variability so a high heart rate variability is a sign that you have stress resilience or that you're in a stress resistant type of state like you're not stressed out basically or you're not in a state where you'd be if we were to quantify this you wouldn't be churning out like high levels of salivary cortisol for example right yeah and so you can actually test certain breathing patterns, and I do this in the morning uh, with with what's called alternate nostril breathing. Yeah, I do where that. if you wake yeah. up and you test your heart rate variability when you wake up and it's low, one of the best ways to get your nervous system back into alignment is to do this this alternate nostril breathing, where you'll breathe. You can cover up one nostril and you breathe in through the left nostril, and then you move your finger over to your left nostril. And you breathe out through your right nostril. Okay, I have done that. I learned that through yoga. So yeah, yeah. And and when you actually, it's kind of cool to quantify it though. Like when you have Mm -hmm. it hooked up to one of these heart rate variability monitors, and all of a sudden you see both the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system come into this ratio where you've got equal feedback between the two, and your heart rate variability goes up. It's really cool. Um, and, and I'm a, I'm kind of a fan of, you know, combining the woo woo with, with actually being able to see if it's working, right? right. You know, test your right. blood or your saliva or, yeah, use, use mm-hmm. you know, an app like that. You actually have to wear a heart rate monitor. Um, and, and so you put on the heart rate monitor and it sends a Bluetooth signal to an app. But that's kind of a cool way to, to quantify some of this yeah. stuff. Well, that's yeah. one of the things I like about your work a lot, Ben, especially, and you write about it a lot in your book, Beyond Training, is that you quantify everything. Nothing in there is just stuff that you think sounds good. Going, well, this this sounds pretty good, but you've I've never practiced it in, never actually applied it to see if it actually works. You measure everything. You test everything. Yeah, that's right. I've, I'm always sporting the jawbone during sex. I'd love to see how, <laughs> how many steps I've taken. Well, I mean, you, 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 you're utilizing the wrong bone, Ben. I hate to that's tell that's you, man. Right. I'm sure your girl's not caring about the jawbone, okay? Yeah, yeah, Except in certain situations. So much, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, quantify not not everything, but a no, lot. No, you told me you couldn't even have sex before you started taking my testosterone booster and estrogen blocker. And I said that was a good way to quantify whether it works or not. I don't know if that was my exact quote. I think, I think it was more along the lines. Well, I better that, take that, that off my website. <laughs> sex, sex is definitely better. I could, I, could, I could say that. Well, that brings me to you know hormone optimization, obviously, is something I'm really concerned about, a big fan of, and a lot of listeners are too. So I'm curious what you do to optimize hormones given all all of the intense training you do, which can deprive you of all of those things. Yeah, I mean, well, that was one of my one of my reasons that I even wrote a book or really got much into like any of this, like you know, quote unquote, woo woo stress control stuff in the first place was just blood cortisol measurements. Like I, I did a few different blood tests where I'd measure morning cortisol, and when you look at that in terms of micrograms per deciliter. I'd be up above 30, which is just like through the roof for yeah. a morning cortisol reading. Yeah. And that concerned me. I mean, because, you know, obviously when you have high levels of cortisol, then you've, you've got uh, overactive adrenal glands. And, you know, right. once your adrenal glands are pooped out, that's, you know, I, I remember, um, this, this bodybuilder who I knew in high school and he was a guy I really looked up to. Like he had, he had a, a, a great body and amazing work ethic and, and he was built and he was just like this alpha male. And then all of a sudden he dropped off the face of the map. He quit mm. showing up at the social functions that we had at, at our house. And I remember he used to like bring his, his kid over to play with my little brother and like they didn't show up anymore. And I found out later he spent six months in bed. Wow. Stage Whoa. four adrenal fatigue. And, and he couldn't even, you know, he, he couldn't even do it. You know, no motivation to work out much less the ability to work out. Right. And so, you know, I was aware that, you know, if if you maintain those high cortisol levels for a certain period of time, you'll get to the point where you're simply not producing cortisol. Yeah. Anymore. And when yeah. you shut down, I mean, you shut down hard. Like you said, this guy's in bed all day for seven weeks. That I, I'm sure that was literally what happened because when you have that failure, getting up and walking downstairs starts becoming a task now. Yeah, I mean, and and part of that is because you don't have the motivation to do it because you're not producing epinephrine and noradrenaline. Right. Part right. of it is because when when your cortisol gets dysregulated like that, you also experience a decrease in aldosterone, and so you right. don't have the ability to regulate blood pressure. You yeah. go from seated or laying to standing, and you get all dizzy, and it sucks to move around. And when, yeah. whenever you lift, you know, you, you lift whatever, you know, 135 pounds off the ground, and you feel like you're going to faint because. You don't have the capability to shuttle blood around your body. 
um, yeah, it's 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 a nasty issue. And for for me, cortisol was the big one. Like right, right. off the bat, I was like, okay, how do I how do I control this? And mm-hmm. you know, initially early on, I did kind of go the route that I think a, a lot of people go. Not that there's anything wrong with this route, but I use supplements a lot, right? right. Like I. Mm-hmm. I, I started down the road of like Chinese adaptogenic herbs was one thing that I'd use like Eleuthero and ashwagandha. Um, I use maca. You know, I, I had all these different blends. Red ginseng was another. Um, even though I, I found out later that that's something that you use once you've gotten to the point where you're not producing cortisol anymore, or you're getting towards what would be called like stage three or stage four adrenal fatigue. Yeah. You'd want to, you'd want to start using things that help your body to produce cortisol. Right. Right. You know, Korean so. ginseng actually it can increase people's heart rate. It drives up their cortisol. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so, so I experiment with that stuff also like electrolyte intake, because a lot of times when you have adrenal gland exhaustion, your adrenal glands are a storehouse of minerals. And so, I started using things like sea salts and trace liquid minerals, things along those lines, along with vitamin C, which is another thing that gets stored in the adrenal glands, like high dose vitamin C. Mm -hmm. Um, I did, you know, a lot of this stuff helps, right? Like it it puts a little bit of a dent in the stress, but I didn't really find that my blood cortisol began responding to, uh, to, to things that I was doing until I started doing actual lifestyle changes. Right. Mm -hmm. So some, and, and some of them we already talked about, right? Like for example, working on my breathing, doing the box breathing, doing the morning alternate nostril breathing. Sure. Another thing I started doing every single morning was yoga. And I still do it, 10 to 20 minutes of yoga every morning. And not just yoga, you know, again, to use that that term of moving like a Muppet, like not just like, you know, randomly like thrashing through all these different moves. Right. Like warrior one, warrior two, warrior three, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but instead, like forcing yourself, like if you're getting annoyed at how slow that you're moving, you're doing things the right way. Right. Like if you're like, oh, I want to go to the next pose, but I got to <laughs> you know, do my do three yeah. more breaths. That's when you're actually <laughs> training your body yeah. to relax and yeah. to be in the moment rather than living in the future and yeah, constantly some people striving. Try to, some yeah. people try to do joint mobility training and they just try to get it over with as quickly as possible. So I mean, they're they're doing those twenty back bands in super fast motion. <laughs> <laughs> right. like, Let me see if I can get like someone strumming thing. a rubber band or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Let me get through <laughs> this whole joint mobility routine in five minutes, and then they're breathing heavy and have to go lie down. It's a workout. Break. It's like, what did you do, man? Yeah. Right. It's like when I ask my athletes, "Did you do your foam roller this week?" and they're like, "Yeah, I got the I got the two minutes in on." Monday morning and all that <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, no, when you hit the foam roller, I mean, think about a mas- like, would you drive in to see the massage therapist and walk in there for two minutes as they, you know, like <laughs> right. maybe, maybe do a few karate chops on your IT bands and walk out? No, <laughs> you're, you're there often for 60 to 90 minutes. Right. Yeah. When I do a foam roller session, I'm putting on a podcast or an audio book and I'm literally like, you know, making love and doing illegal things to that foam roller <laughs> in the living room floor for, for like, you know, at least 30 minutes and I'll go a couple of times a week with, with yeah. that type of mobility work. I don't really think that that has there. There's some uh, research out there in terms of the, the relationship between fascia release and neurotransmitter balance. Yeah. Probably because yeah. of like the, the dopamine and the, and the serotonin dump that happens when you're, when you're just basically, you know, releasing all the fashion, the cross-linking, I don't really think it has much of an effect on cortisol. Right. So anyways, though, but the, but the yoga is one thing, uh, that, that really helped along with a lot of the breathing patterns that we talked about. Another thing that I started doing again, sounds woo woo, but it, it really helps me out is journaling. So mm-hmm. every morning and every evening, I use this thing called a, a five minute journal. And yeah. it's it's just gratitude. So if you go and look yeah. at the research on gratitude, that's really what journaling is. Is, right. is you're exactly. either when you wake up saying what you are grateful for, or or before you go to bed at night. And I do both, writing down the amazing things that happened that day that you're grateful for. And this this style of journaling that I do, it's three things in the morning. You wake up three things in the morning that you're grateful for. Mm. Three things that would make the day great. And I like that part because when you mm. write them down. You do them, right? right. So, yeah. so if I write down that today it would be great if I practice my guitar for 15 minutes, like I will practice my guitar for 15 minutes because I wrote it down and it's, and it's on my mind. So that's the other thing I like about that part of it. And then an affirmation, like what it is that you're going to say about yourself that day. Like my my affirmation lately, and this this often helps out with people who have a lot of 
cortisol or high achievers or people who want to like do everything is my affirmation is every little win counts. Meaning that even if I don't do everything I want to do for the day, you know, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. Even, even just the, the tiniest thing like writing <clears throat> one page of a book or, or, you know, checking off just like, you know, a few sets and reps in the weight room, like every right. little thing counts. So right. you got your affirmation, the things that are going to make today great and the things that you're grateful for. And then the evening you write down, um, what was amazing about today? So three things that were amazing. And then you write down one thing that could have made the day better, like something you could have done. Yeah. And I like that because it, it, it helps you reflect and think about ways that you can self-improve. Yeah. yeah well, and so, yeah. um, that's a, that's another big one is, is the journaling in addition to the yoga and the breathing. And I, 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 I feel that that stuff, like, I feel my stress levels drop a lot more when I do that. It's, it's like a lot of the herbs and the supplements. Yeah. Those, those help. But I think lifestyle choices are harder for people than popping pills. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the popping pills it. becomes a mindless thing after a while. Right. It becomes something that right. you, it becomes robotic. Whereas all the things that you just mentioned, it really does, you know, again, for the sake of sounding woo woo, have you where you're living on purpose. Everything you're doing has some type of intention and you're doing it. And it's not something you just, it's going to be passive. And it all, like you said, it starts with just journaling because you're actually writing it down. It's almost like now you've actually, it's almost like signing the dotted line. You know, when you sit there and put your signature on something, it's like, okay, you've committed to this now. Instead of just keeping it in your head where you can forget about it later or, you know, it's not out there in the world anymore. So, you know, so basically by keeping it in your head, you don't have to share it with the world. So therefore, eh, oh, well, it's just between me and me. But somehow yep. when you write it, you know, someone can find that one day like, oh, what's this? Oh, it says you were going to do this today. You're going to be awesome. You were yeah. a dick that day. You weren't that awesome. It's like well, it <laughs> is. It is easy. Like you could still journal and not have accountability. But now both my kids journal. Mm-hmm. And so they, they do it on their own in the morning. They'll either do it on the bus on the way to school or they do it in the morning if they get up early enough in the living room. And then at night, either at dinner or after dinner, we all read each other's journal to each other. And and we go around the room and say what it was we were grateful for, what would make today amazing, you know, what our affirmation was. And so I've got accountability with my kids now. And man, I, I wish that when I was a kid, I had learned how to journal or realized that journaling wasn't just for you know, like high school girls who are writing down. <laughs> exactly. You, you know the difference between like, journaling and Dear Diary, yeah. you know, because there is a difference exactly. right there. Dear Diary is like more of a, when you're writing your diary, that's more of a confessional. Okay. <laughs> so it's a little different than a journal. all the people I want to kill. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have, like, you know, went party with those three hookers. You know, I didn't know. <laughs> it's like, today I thought about strangling her again. I managed to restrain myself. <laughs> but she keeps asking for it. She keeps wanting me to do it. It makes me feel you weird. See the movie um, <laughs> Gone Girl. Yeah, that? yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. That's actually a really that's a great. Movie. Uh, Rosa Rosamund that. Pike. She was incredible in that movie. Oh yeah, she was incredible, man. She nailed that role extremely well. That that's a good movie. It's some really good choice. I think that'll be. I think it's on video now, or it will be soon. People I should think definitely so, yeah. check that out. Yeah, yeah I watched it on. Uh, I think it was on Amazon Prime. Okay, yeah. so it is on video so, you know, now. Yeah, it, it's very rare that I will actually sit through a movie. Yeah. Uh, usually, if I'm going to watch something, I'll watch like whatever Master Chef or Shark Tank on. Hulu. Oh yeah, Shark like, Tank. Those are, those are the two things that, that I watch. <laughs> right, Shark Tank's uh, great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually, I fall asleep during a movie. Without most most movies movie. are not very good, and it's I actually like watching certain shows more because if it's not good, then I don't have to, I'm not committing the two hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's over in 30 minutes or 45 minutes. Yeah. That's my problem. Is I'm a uh, I'm a loop closer, right? So even if a movie <laughs> sucks or a book sucks, I still have this urge to close the loop and nah, finish it. Fast to the so, end to see what happens. Yeah. yeah Let me read the I last think. chapter of this book. Okay. Let me see if this oh, dude <laughs> dies. This is taking too long. Just kill him already. <laughs> I'll, go to, I'll go to the movie spoiler or the TV series spoiler websites if I know. Oh, yeah. I want to finish it. I'm not going to have the time. It's going to annoy the hell out of me. So I'll just go and read, figure out everything that happened, and then just boom, done. That's what I did with, uh, with Celebrity Apprentice this year. That's another one that I like to watch because yeah. there's lots of good business tips in there. And there, I just. There did are, but, but the more you learn about Donald Trump, the harder it is to take that show seriously. Exactly, man. Because he is a horrible (laughs) businessman. If you look at his track record, he's run just about every business he's ever done into the ground. His casinos in Atlantic City, they've gone bankrupt so many times that if he files one more time, he loses them permanently. That's it. 
Yeah. He, he has he, nice he's hair. <laughs> <laughs> he, what he's very good is at image. He sells this image of here's what he's good at branding himself. Like. Yeah. But the people that are really successful, people like Warren Buffett and Larry Ellison, Bill mm. Gates, they're not wasting their fucking time with a reality TV show. <laughs> they're out there. They've they've already made so much money. They're just doing charitable stuff now for the most part. Exactly. At least. So it's to yeah, a large extent, Buffett I, and definitely I, Bill I Gates. I doubt Warren Buffett owns a TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is the guy that still pretty much has the, he's still, I think, living in the same house he's lived in for yeah. like, the 50, yeah. like 50 or 60 years, still yeah. driving this, this same old car that he loves. You know, this is a guy who, you know, he invests in Dairy Queen because he loves it. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, he has a private jet, but of course he's going to have a private jet. His time's valuable. You're not going to go wait in line at the airport. Well, hell, you can't sit there and unite it every freaking dude. Hey, can I pick your brain for five minutes, Warren? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can I pick your that brain? Too. No, pick up a Anyone book who that I wrote. That guy first class is going to be, oh, hey, I don't Quick question. Can I show you my No, portfolio? well, they're too busy taking selfies now. They wouldn't even ask questions like, hey, hold on just a minute. Warren, can we get a selfie? Come on. <laughs> Go I that. remember when Flavor Flav was in first class, and I was in first class, oh, too. God. And I, I was just laughing. <laughs> I was like, oh, Flavor Flav's in front of me. It was kind of funny. I, didn't, I I just said, hey, man, big public enemy fan went right back to what I was doing. He's like, oh, thanks. But I, I kid, everyone up there was taking photos with him. But these are all <laughs> corporate guys who probably only know him from that stupid, stupid reality, reality show. show yeah. They're definitely not public enemy fans. <laughs> no, I but doubt they, it. They were, they were picking his brain. I don't even know what they were talking about because I had headphones on, but they were picking his brain the whole way from L.A. Jeez. to Miami. I was like, man, this guy just cannot just kick back and relax. He has yeah, I, I go down to uh, I go down to, Thai, to Thailand to do a triathlon every year. There's this awesome triathlon in Phuket. In my opinion, it's like, mm-hmm. the, like if you're a triathlete, it's a bucket race. You, mm-hmm. you have to do this race. It's a bucket list race. Um, anyways, though, I, I had just finished watching the Wolverine show, the, the, the Wolverine movie that has the two brothers in it, right? There's Wolverine. Right. Brothers, yeah. his, right. That's the first his, one. Yeah. Yeah. Brother played by this badass dude with like Lee the, Schreiber. The, yeah. The Rick yeah, yeah, Lee, yeah. Lee Schreiber. <laughs> yeah. And I get on the plane and leave sitting in front of me. And this was like <laughs> two days after I'd watched the movie. And he actually is, he's one of those few guys who actually is as big in life as he is in the movie. Yeah. And so it, I, I was, I was pretty starstruck by that just because he's a, he, he was such a badass in the movie and uh, yeah. and there he was sitting in front of me on the plane so uh, that's funny man yeah it's funny when you run into people when you travel enough it happens you're just like oh wow sometimes it's people that you're not a fan of remotely and then you're just laughing <laughs> yeah. at yourself someone like you might make fun of publicly or to your friends like richard simmons was on one of my <laughs> flights one time and i was like oh boy hope you didn't read that one article I, wrote. <laughs> just, just, uh, I think that week i wrote an article where i was busting his chops and i was laughing i was like this is too funny right after i write that article who's on the plane with me richard simmons <laughs> so everyone wants to lou Ferrigno was on one of my flights one time and that, that's a guy who who actually wanted to be bothered. You almost felt kind of bad for him. You almost felt like you should go up to him and ask him for an autograph because it'll make him feel better. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, speaking of celebrity, wasn't he on Celebrity Apprentice? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. He was, on, yeah. He was yeah. on one season. He was yeah. on one season. Yeah. But, you know, getting back to what you were talking about with, with clearing your mind, this meditation, if you will, or this breath control before you do intense exercise, I really like that for a lot of reasons because, for example, with I'm really focused on improving my deadlift and barbell squat right now. So there's a lot of technique points that I have to remember with these to really drill it down, especially with the deadlift where I'm using much more explosive power. I'm really dipping and driving, getting a leg drive. So it's almost like a more of a complex motion. It feels like an Olympic lift to some extent rather than just grabbing the bar and trying to rip it off the ground. There's way more technique. If you apply the right technique, it's way more effective. And I'm starting to get that dialed in. But anyway, if, if I don't make a point of going through these technique steps before I get to the gym to do the workout, often I forget to do them. And then the workout will be over and I'm going, oh man, I forgot to do that. So I I find that just going through, just focusing on what you're going to do that day, remembering the steps you want to apply. And this happened to me with barbell squats just a couple days ago where I find that if I really sit back, because I have long legs, so I really need to sit back where it basically feels like a cross between a good morning and a front squat. So instead of just going straight down and straight up on the squat, someone like me has to really sit back like I'm trying to push my butt into the wall behind me, just load up the hamstrings, posterior chain, et cetera. If I do that right, it's incredible. I get to that just past parallel point, and you almost feel like you're bouncing right out of it. But if I don't do it right, if I don't remember those steps, then it feels way more difficult. And it was one more of those times where I didn't go through those steps in my mind before I went to the gym and I forgot about it. By the time the workout's over, I go, oh, that's why I felt heavy today. Mm. So I think it, I think it's important to focus your mind, especially when you're really busy like most people are. A lot of people have kids. They have jobs. They have work. So what they're doing is they're working, 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 and then they go right to the gym and work out. 
I think you need to have this in-between points where you focus your mind and then go from that one place to the next. Have you ever done uh, warrior breathing or hyperoxygenation? Sounds familiar, but I can't say I have. What's that about? That's really cool. So th- this basically drives oxygen into a lot of a lot of your microvasculature that, that wouldn't normally get oxygenated, like like smaller capillaries, because you're okay. basically increasing the pressure of oxygen. So the way that you do it is you take a sharp, deep inhale, followed by a sharp, shallow exhale. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so so part of it is that there's a little bit of of uh, carbon dioxide loading that goes on. So it's not something you'd want to do for too long because you'd, you'd you'd almost get too acidic. Uh, but basically, you'll do like fifty sharp, shallow, or sharp, deep inhales, and then sharp, shallow exhales. So it's so it's like this. It's like okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done that. Yeah. yeah. So you'll yeah. do that like fifty yep. times. Yep. Then take a few breaths. You can even do like a few box breaths or whatever. Then you go forty, and then thirty, and then twenty, and then ten. And by the time you finish, you're you're almost a little bit um, it, it's almost a little bit hallucinogenic. Like you're you, yeah. you can almost see things. And then what you do if you want to pair this with another kind of psychological or sports psych up technique is you visualize. Like right when you got to the point where your fingers are all tingly and you're swaying a little bit. Like I just do this in like a standing position, like the same as that would be considered like a, a mountain pose in yoga, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're just like standing with your feet rooted into the ground. Then you visualize, and typically what I'll visualize is my internal warrior, like wh- whoever is going to power me through that day. Like you can imagine yourself, and I do this with my kids too, and they're usually like some kind of like a hybrid dragon pony on a you know freaking <laughs> like knight with the sword. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I'll I'll visualize like a really strong, powerful, confident being, and then have that kind of come into me and be a part of me right at the point where I'm super duper hyper oxygenated mm. and you step out of that, you know, you you, take, you just take a deep breath and then come back to the real world. Really, really cool way to, to ground yourself. It's, it's a cool way to start the day too. If you do, yeah. it's good for digestion. You know, if you do it in the beginning of the day, man, it's like, especially first thing in the yeah. morning when you first wake up and you know, some of these people have these, yeah. you know, problems with bowel movements and I don't take a crap for like two or three days. I mean, you do something like that. It cause one thing about that breathing, it really massages your internal organs and it, yep. it really does aid in digestion big time. Yeah, exactly. So, so that warrior breathing works out really well, but. Um, by the way, complete segue, but I, you know what I swear by for the digestion is I do, uh, baking soda and lemon juice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those, I mean, not only are they really alkalinizing, but the baking soda causes intestinal peristalsis. So it just, I mean, you 15, 20 minutes after a teaspoon of baking soda and some dry, I'll use like a lemon essential oil more often than like squeezed up lemon juice. Sounds like it would cause explosive. That gets a movie going. (laughs) Yeah, some. You have to find find your tolerance. Exactly. You start with like Uh, half a teaspoon. The lemon, the lemon, squeezing a lemon, a little bit of sea salt, apple cider vinegar. That's a good morning tonic to Yeah, I throw a little bit of cayenne pepper in there as well, you know. I like the apple cider vinegar, but it does have that gag factor like, <laughs> it's like i don't i don't fly like i have a pretty good tolerance i don't know yeah. if it's long now <laughs> i don't know if it's from all the drinking i did when i was in high school and college but i have a pretty good tolerance to a lot of things so yeah. the apple cider vinegar that doesn't it bother doesn't me. bother me at all my wife looks like she oh god that's disgusting i'm like no i'm good <laughs> <laughs> no that's yeah. good pre-meals as well with post war post glucose post glucose levels with the meals so taking some mm. apple cider vinegar is shown to lower post glucose so yep. better yeah. for glucose yeah. disposal and so forth. Yeah, it has a really good insulin sensitizing effect. Absolutely. I'm curious if you're familiar with certain uh, – there's not too many pharmaceuticals that I recommend, but there's two that keep popping up within the anti-aging world that seem fairly compelling. And one is metformin for diabetics, but it also improves glucose disposal, so it may have some benefits for people that actually want to improve insulin sensitivity for fat loss purposes or just health benefits. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is telmisartan, which seems like the only blood pressure medication that I would ever recommend anyone if I were a doctor. That seems to have a lot of compelling benefits too for improving nitric oxide levels for improving endothelial function and also for just uh what, what was the other thing with it just microchondria function so have you heard about have you heard of any of these drugs well the one that i use is bitter melon extract okay so i'll i'll, I'll take a couple capsules of bitter melon extract before any carbohydrate containing meal that is occurring within two hours after 
a workout. So if I'm outside that insulin sensitizing state of a workout and I'm also eating a, a carbohydrate containing meal, which frankly is kind of few and far between, right? Like I, I try to save any carbohydrate containing meals for, for when I, when I've been working out or for that post-workout meal. But for example, I'm going on a cruise on Thursday. So I'll be on a cruise Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I will have bitter melon extract with me. And it has some kind of cool metformin-like anti-diabetic properties. So uh, it has documented blood glucose-lowering effects. Um, It has a a polypeptide P in it, which is really, really similar to insulin in terms of its activity and its ability to shove glucose into into muscle as as a substrate. So that's the one that I'll use. I mean, I, I I follow just the basic rule of trying to get through about two teaspoons of cinnamon a day, like the the Ceylon cinnamon, which has the really good insulin sensitizing effect. But then the the actual um, the the actual supplement that I use is bitter melon, and they did have one study where they they compared its its you know hypoglycemic inducing effects to metformin, and it was found to to compare pretty favorably. So. Right. Okay. I mean, that's there's, interesting. I'll check that out. Yeah, but isn't there like um, also studies showing that met, metformin is also a good aid in weight loss? I think I've been seeing some studies well, on because, that too. Well, because of the insulin sensitivity, yeah. really, right? Most people yeah. that are overweight have high glucose and they have insulin insensitivity. They have, yeah. they have insulin resistance. So any, anyone who's overweight has insulin resistance, period. Right. You don't even have to test for that. They have high glucose and insulin resistance. And high glucose is a sign is a sign that you have insulin resistance. Your insulin is not working to drive that glucose where it should go. So any anyone in that state will benefit from metformin for sure, right. or bitter melon. That sounds interesting. It's always mm-hmm. I always prefer something natural or over right. the counter as a first step. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and again, returning to the quantification concept. I mean that yeah. that's that stuff is. I mean, you get an AccuCheck monitor from Walgreens for yeah. right. twenty yep. bucks. You can test any of this stuff and just see what works for you. But um, yeah, I mean, postprandial blood glucose. Just do a, a before, during, after. And see what happens to your curves. And I mean, there there are a variety of different apps that you know you can you can. I forget the name of the one I've got on my phone, but it'll allow you to just generate a curve for anything. You know, from sleep to supplements to anything. And you know, you you can easily track this stuff. Nice, excellent. Now, do you do anything? with you monitor your blood pressure quite a bit? Do you have a cuff at home? No, I don't really no. care that much about blood pressure. No, um, why not? It's 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 never really been a concern for me. Like oh, when I've had it okay. taken at the doctor's office, it's not something that's that's been concerning to me. Plus, I'm I'm so freaking physically active. Right. I've I've talked to Doug McGuff quite a few times about the increase in peripheral pressure created by resistance training that drives blood flow back to the heart without an increase in central pressure, which is which is what you're actually concerned about when it comes to stress on the heart is central blood pressure. Yeah. And so anybody who does resistance training um it, it has a step up in terms of being able to control blood pressure because of that that peripheral pressure effect right so <clears throat> it's, it's just not something i'm that concerned about um you know I've, I've had some clients who have had blood pressure issues and usually you know i'll recommend the usuals things that naturally increase nitric oxide or things that that you know directly induce nitric oxide release to right. um there's this really cool thing called a zona it's a it's a handheld uh, blood pressure uh, controlling device, and you actually squeeze and release and squeeze and release. And they've done some clinical studies on that and its ability to reduce blood pressure. It's called a, a ZONA, is how you spell it. Really huh. interesting device. Interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not something I personally worry too much about at all the blood pressure. Okay, mm-hmm. that's really interesting. All right, well, mm-hmm. I think that will do it for another great episode, man. We appreciate you coming on. Cool. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, guys. And um, yeah, keep keep up the awesome work. And you know, like like I've mentioned to you before, Mike. Um, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, of the aggressive strength, and I I really have no clue if your estrogen control works. I'm going to be completely straightforward with you. Yeah, but like I like I was telling yeah. you before we started, I t- I took three caps for eight weeks, and my estradiol went down to 14, which is actually way yeah. too low. You know, normally yep, so. normally I'm at about 22, which is perfect. So I find that it's actually too powerful for me to take. So I actually have to keep the dose low. And this yeah. is this is combining it with aggressive strength, which also has some estrogen control properties. So that's that's so that may, I may be getting all I need just through that. But yeah, most my, people mine don't was have at that 37. Problem. And yeah. I, uh, so mine was at 37. What I'm going to do is retest my blood. So that, that was four weeks ago. Okay. 
I started using EC about that time. So I'll retest. I go I go approximately quarterly, so right, any, right. anywhere from four to eight weeks from now, I'll retest. And I'm curious to see what my estradiol uh, comes out to. Yeah, I and wouldn't then, be surprised if know. it's between 20 and 25. It definitely should be below 30, and 20 to 30 is a good range. So anything below, I'd say 21 to about 30, even, even if you're about 31, 32, no big deal. That's a good range. You don't want to drive estrogen yeah. too low. Some people think that if they just drive estrogen down to zero and then get testosterone as high as possible, they're going to feel the best, and you really won't. Your sex drive will drop. Your sex function will drop. Your mood will be off. So it's really about creating a balance. It's not about taking one as high as possible and one as low as possible. Hey, as long as I stop lactating and getting on weepy during these movies, I'll, I'll be happy. <laughs> You know, uh, aggressive strength has Makuna, which lowers prolactin. <laughs> so for those of you guys that are finding that you can actually milk your nipples, it's kind of like that movie Meet the Parents. Like, hey, I have nipples. Can you milk me? <laughs> some of you guys can say yes to that. That's a problem. But you know what? Some of these guys probably don't want that problem to stop. They're like, you know, hey, why do I need my wife when I got myself? <laughs> those guys need to get into a float chamber and figure out why that issue was happening. No, they, they why Enjoy you're, it. you're not supposed to milk in the float chamber. That was no, no. That's on the waiver, man. That's on the waiver. <laughs> All right, guys. Cool. Thanks a lot, right, man. Again, Appreciate our next it. book is Beyond Training, Mastering Endurance, Health, and Life, which is a great book. I've actually read through start to finish once. I like to go back and refer to certain sections because it's so comprehensive. And, Ben, where can people find out more about you and your book? Uh, BenGreenfieldFitness.com. Awesome. And then you also have a great podcast on there. So those of you that enjoy our podcast, definitely check out Ben's great fitness information. He's had he's had some great guests that we've actually had, too, such as Dr. Nick Delgado. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. Our, our last one on menstruation somehow got marked as explicit. But other than that, they're all, they're all clean and safe for the family. Oh, that's oh. funny, man. Well, in some ways, it's explicit, right? It's, yeah. not the way, it's not the way the censor people might think. That's right. <laughs> Well, cool, man. Perfect, again, man. thanks a lot. You have a good one. Take All care. Right, talk to you later, guys. Take care. And again, that's our friend Ben Greenfield. Great guy. Very knowledgeable guy. He's giving me a lot to think about, actually, on this episode. A lot of things I'm going to play around with, especially with the breathing techniques. And again, check out his book, Beyond Training, Mastering Endurance, Health, and Life. And you can get that on barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com, bookstores, etc. And back to promoting us a little bit here. Yes, we need to see more reviews. You know, we should we should be at about 200 by now. We're stagnating around, I think, 162 on iTunes. So we need I, we keep getting emails from people telling us how much they love the show, and then I ask them if they've put up a review, and they say no. I go, well, the, the time it took for you to send us the email, you could have put up a review. And then what's funny is when someone goes, oh, you guys are so good. You and you and Sincere are so entertaining, and the information is incredible. It's so beneficial. And then I look up this person's name to see if they've ever bought something from me, and they haven't. And then I look up to see if they've actually made a donation through our Patreon. Patreon, yeah. Yeah, and they haven't. And I don't mind just calling people out. I go, well, look, if you're enjoying the show that much, then buy some products or make a donation, one or the other. Don't be that person who just thinks, you know what? Other people are buying products and services from Mike and Sincere. I don't have to buy it. Everyone else is doing it. That's not what's going to keep the show thriving. The, the whole point of the show is, yeah, we want to put out great information, but we take a lot of time to create great episodes, and we both run respective businesses. So if you're not going to support us, then why should we keep doing the show for you? Exactly. So it has to be reciprocal. So yeah, man. And and first of all, big shouts out to those new patrons that we have, Prince, you know, who's always supported the show. <laughs> you know, I mean he makes sure if anything, Prince will make sure that if you don't know about this episode or any episode, he'll make sure you find out about it. You know, so he's he's always been willing to share the episodes, but you know, he took a step further and he's also become a patron for the show. Delard, also Jim Beaumont, Ravendra. You know, Nicholas, Balgobin, all those guys. You well, know, the thing also is those are all people that have bought products. Bought our products, too. too. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like they're I'm, doubling up. <laughs> when I'm saying support the show, I'm not talking to people like, for example, Robert Day, Martin Murphy, John Robinson, Aaron, right. Aaron Lucas. These are all people who used coupon code LLA to buy products, nutrition supplements and products mm-hmm. from me at you know, those Those are the people I'm talking about when I say go, go support us on Patreon. I mean, I thank you for doing it. But it's the people that have never bought a thing from either one of us. And you don't have to make a $1,000 donation. You can make a $5 five donation. Five bucks, man. <laughs> and it, if, if the show is not worth five bucks, then why are you listening? 
Right. <laughs> you know, that's where it goes. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're basically saying, "Look, I don't want to make a donation; it's not worth it." Then why the fuck are you listening to the show every week? <laughs> <You know? laughs> if I think something sucks, I don't keep listening to it. No. <laughs> Trust me, there are plenty like there's there's shows out there that I like, and I find ways to support these guys some way yeah. somehow, man. Yeah. You know, I, I look for ways sometimes, even if they're not asking, I'll find right. a way. Whether right. I share it, I leave a review because if I feel like it's quality content, I'm gonna make. Sure, I want to do my part to make. Make sure the show doesn't go away because trust me, it's a lot of crap out there. And when I finally find something good, I want that to stay around. I don't want it to go away because then I just feel like, well, crap. Now that show's off, and now this dipshit show is still on. Like, well, come I'll give on. You a great example of reciprocity. That's something it, which is something that a lot of people in our industry, the fitness, listen industry, to the last episode, could learn from. <laughs> that last episode, especially, but recently we had Billy from Biohazard on the show, right? Yeah. And I asked Freddie Madball, lead singer of Madball, who was on the show last year. I go, hey, would you mind sharing this episode we did with Billy on the Madball Facebook page? He said, absolutely. Billy's a great guy. I'm happy to help him out. We got a ton of new listeners from Freddie helping us out with that. Yeah. And then I asked Billy, I go, hey, Billy, here's the episode. Can you put it up on the Biohazard page? He's like, sure, you got it. And I go, hey, I know your friends with Freddie Madball, too. Would you mind putting his episode up on your page? Bam, up in seconds. Went yeah. to John. Jo- then I asked Freddie if he could put the John Joseph episode up. Sure thing. I asked John, can you put the Freddie Madball episode <laughs> up? Sure thing. So you see where we're going here. Is that exactly. These are three pioneers in the aggressive music industry, hardcore, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. None of them are so insecure that they don't want to help each other out. It's like, well, I don't mind if he puts up my interview, but I don't want to put up his interview on my page. We may get less people buying the new Biohazard <laughs> record if people listen to Madball. They don't look at it that way. No. They don't have this scarcity mindset. Those guys have been friends for 20 years. They're always supporting each other without hesitation. Not like I had to go, well, how much are you going to pay me? <laughs> right. <laughs> our industry, we've had people come on our show where we asked them to share the episode, and they just blow us off. Or, or if you post it on Twitter, they, they like it. Yeah, they'll, 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 they'll favorite it. They'll favorite it. <laughs> you know, so like, come our on. audience sees that they favorite it, but they don't share it to their audience. <laughs> I don't believe for a second that any of that stuff is not intentional. I think oh, it's yeah. all on purpose. Well, the beautiful thing about that, folks, you'll never have to hear from those people on the show ever <laughs> yeah. again. They're done. Because, you know, it's like, hey, that, hey, that, what we're doing is reciprocity. They didn't give a damn. We won't give a damn. Okay, well, so there. <laughs> when those people come back when there's something that they're like, oh hey, I have a new. Oh, book. if they have a product, all of a sudden, like, hey man, I'd like to come on your show you and guys, talk about my yeah, new book. Would, yeah, exactly. Would you guys? Would you? I would love for you to be affiliates. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you would, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna quote the Rock. You can take that book, shine it some bitch up real nice, turn it sideways, and stick it up your monkey ass. <laughs> you know, well, you know, honestly, our guest today, Ben Greenfield, is another, yeah. another perfect example because after he was on the episode last time, he mentioned a couple of herbs like, oh, I like to take this for testosterone so i hit him up mm-hmm. afterwards like go look that stuff ain't dick compared to my mm-hmm. testosterone booster and i'd love to send you a bottle give it a shot let me know what you think mm-hmm. he took aggressive strength loved it became one of my affiliates and now he and charles poliquin are neck and neck for top affiliates for my nutrition mm-hmm. supplements there so there we go and he's always mentioning the product on his show he doesn't hold back he's not going well i benefited from it but let me keep that to myself because I don't want to share the wealth. Well, he's not reading Mike off a car like Mark, uh, Mike Mailer. <laughs> <laughs> Mailer's aggressive strength. Mailer's aggressive strength. For these podcasts that I've paid to sponsor and they don't even use the products I send them. They can't even say your name right. Yeah, they can't even say my name Mailer's right. aggressive strength. Or <laughs> even, even give a positive pitch, which makes, which makes it sound like they even tried it one time. It's like, forget it, man. It's like you, you can't even lie. that you, you At least lie and say you used it. You know? Exactly. Sound, just sound convincing. I mean, I can sit there and listen. To, I can listen to Stone Cold's like, podcast and some of the stuff that he plugs, man. Yeah, you know, like, trust me. Comments will say he hasn't used that. But by the way, just the way he delivers it makes you think, like, well, maybe he has yeah, tried it. Chael Sonnen talks about, like, the shaving club of the month where they say, yeah, exactly. Razors. It's like, first of all, <laughs> is going to the store and buying razors such an ordeal that you actually have to have a membership where they send it to you? That's a separate <laughs> discussion, though, right? But Shale makes it sound like it's the greatest thing in the world. Man, I get these razors every week and I'm feeling smooth. <laughs> I was like, man, this sounds pretty yeah, good. That's how, yeah, Stone Cold <laughs> almost had me buying Nature Box, man, for a minute there. So he's like, come on. Come on, you pick it up. The sun bitch makes you feel good. Why the hell you? 
you're not eating it. You talk about you want to be in shape. If you eat it, you dumb some bitch. <laughs> Man, this so podcast where people are talking about underwear that they bought that they're excited about. <laughs> and I believe them. You know, for a while, they never put it on. But at least they you know, Chris Jericho's like, Man, these are the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn. <laughs> well, come on, man. I mean, they're professional wrestlers. They get paid to be in their underwear every night. So, <laughs> have you seen those wrestling tights, man? Come on. So, I mean, it's all about reciprocity. Now, here's the thing, though. If I send Ben the T-Booster and he's like, look, I didn't get anything out of this, obviously I wouldn't expect him to have any obligation obligation to go tell people about it. Right. And if, I, don't, I don't want people to lie and say they're using my stuff. I've had people that I sent a, a bottle to like two years ago, and then they're like, oh, that's great stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's why you haven't asked for any more you know, in 18 months. Probably it's so good, man. All I need is one dose. That's it, man. <laughs> one bottle, man. It's, been, it's lasted me for two years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, basically where we're going is reciprocity is really important, whether you're in our industry or any industry. And also just being honest, man. You don't have to endorse stuff that, that you don't believe in. Right now, there's, there's so many people in the fitness industry that will just endorse anything because they want the money. Product wars. Yeah, they're worried that if I don't say yes to this, then I'm not going to have this alliance with this company that may be able to help me out. Or this guy, never he won't be my friend anymore. He's not your friend now. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, just get over yourself, okay? Well, Seriously. Well, like, well, our mutual friend of ours was complaining about how this lady's always contacting him, trying to get him to do some network marketing stuff, and he'll say, you know, she's a super cool gal, and I was like, no, she's not. She's not cool if she's doing that to you, man. <laughs> Maybe she was before that. But she's harassing you now to get you to do something <laughs> right. you don't want to do. That's not that. That's not an indica- that's not a definition of someone who's cool. Yeah, exactly. Trust me, my friends would know better. Like you know what? <laughs> yeah, I, I know better to ask sincere about this, man. I, <laughs> so I'm just going to keep it moving. My book called "Don't Ever Join a Network Marketing Company." Anyone who's read that knows how I feel about it. <laughs> Anyone's ever listened to this show knows how that. we feel about it. Oh, like, I, know. I just send them that chapter. I go, you know what? Here's my response to what you're proposing. Still, <laughs> where to go after that? Exactly. Anyway, I just wanted so, to get yeah, that on the flip side of that, getting back to reciprocity, folks. Here, you know, here's another way to reciprocate. Hop over both our websites, newwarriortraining.com, mikemahler.com. Use the coupon code LLA. Get 10% off of all our products that you can purchase on both those websites, man. And all that goes into helping this show continue to move forward. Right. So there you go. You can find something over there, whether it's Mike supplements on his website, you know, DVDs, T-shirts, all that good stuff, or even on my website, DVD. Coffee stands for all you coffee lovers out there and pretty much a weight management program. There's so many things on both our websites. Right. There's something out there for someone, whether it's for you or you can buy it for someone else. You know, don't always think about yourself. Share it as a gift. Just use that coupon code LLA and you'll get 10 percent off. It's yeah. just that simple, folks. And again, and, for those of you that are on a budget, you, you don't you, you're just strapped. We get that. I mean, I've been through times <laughs> in my life where you're just making it each month. And you're, the last thing you need yep. to have is extra money to blow on things. We, I understand that, but everyone has five bucks in a month that you can donate. Don't tell me you don't have five bucks. If you don't have five bucks, you can't even get coffee at Starbucks with five bucks anymore. You should be working a second job or doing something you else because that's on, a problem. When five, when whether you should spend five dollars on something is an issue for you, that that's a problem. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying that's a real problem, and you need to address that. Don't yep. listen to our show. Go make some extra money. But most of you have five dollars where you can you can put that out. Without hesitation, just like the same way you would if you went to a movie or bought something on pay-per-view or rented a video, etc. So just go to Patreon. Is Patreon.com or what's the yes, exact link? Yeah, Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash L-L-A podcast. And in that box where it says $1, delete that. <laughs> Start, don't be that guy. Don't be that chick. Start with five, man. And you can go above that if you want to, man. But yeah, $5, man. That's, a, that's, what, that's what we're asking for. Now, you can go and surprise us. <laughs> so, like Mike said, you can go 50, 500, 5,000, 500,000, and hey, you became a partner on the show. You are a part of the show at that point. And like I said before, some <laughs> some people have complained that we pitch our products and services too much, which is completely asinine given that the show is completely free. We're not, neither one of us are trust fund babies where we just do this because we're bored. You know, we both work for a living. We both run our own businesses. So we're going to, we're going to pitch our products and services. You're just going to have to deal with that. But if you, if it really bothers you, then make a donation. We get enough people donating. We won't have to pitch anything anymore. <laughs> right. we, can, we can just take that money to fund the show and that's it. You won't hear yep. us talk about anything. There you go. All right, folks. So there you go. And got more stuff coming down the pipe. So keep it locked in right here. See y'all next time, folks. Take care. Take care, everyone.